0: Hey guys, welcome to the special Satisfied Series with The Real Life Podcast. I'm so thrilled you are here. For this special eight-week series, I've gotten to interview my dearest friends who I look up to, I've learned so much from, and I do life with, and we talk about all the things, all the real-life things of how to become satisfied women in different roles and areas that we live in every day. I'm so glad you're here, and I hope you enjoy this next episode. hey guys welcome to the real life podcast the special satisfied series. today is a day that I have been looking forward to all month long. my dear friend Elisa Keaton is on. Um, she oh my gosh she's amazing she pretty much will change your life. Um, she but besides what she does she is a wellness instructor um, but she is a woman who loves Jesus, who loves the word of God who is doing a unique thing in the kingdom where she's bringing so much freedom and transformation. And her ministry, her gifts that she brings to the kingdom has radically helped me, transformed me, broken chains for me. Um, She runs Revelation Wellness, uh, organization for healthy living. And part of the thing that she does, she does so much within that is doing workouts. And the first time I did one of her workouts, I, most of the times I do one of your workouts, (laughs) I am left just weeping, but like a really, really freeing, transforming weeping where I get to know my savior, our Savior in a new way and see how He sees me, and so I just adore this woman. I am so excited that you get to hear from her today. Um, I'm so excited for our conversation. So, Alisa, thank you so much for being on.
1: Oh my gosh, Alyssa. All i have to say is thank you for getting me. You get what's good. I'm a I'm a woman who has to be experienced. I guess you could say, like I can do all the talking, but what I actually feel like God's formed and fashioned me for is this encounter. Like we have to, we can't just talk about our faith anymore. I love to talk faith, but like to embody it and to become it. So I know I remember it was through our friend Carly. Carly shared, I love, that's the beauty of social media. We would not be friends if Carly didn't share, you got it. And then you did a workout and like, oh, the Lord's so kind. Oh,
0: I know. I'm so grateful for you. Just there's so much I want to say. But um, so, hey, for people that aren't familiar with you uh-huh. or with Revelation Wellness, can you just uh-huh. tell us what you do and also just where you live and about your family yeah. and all of that stuff to intro you?
1: Well, right now I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, it's beautiful here for a little bit longer until the sun gets really close to our faces <laughs> and burns us up. But now, Phoenix, Arizona, and I have my husband married my husband Simon for 24 years. This year will be 24 years. My goodness, um, and I have a son named Jack. He is tw- he'll be 20 soon, and then my daughter 17. So I'm kind of getting ready for the empty nest phase. Um, but years, years ago, when uh, my firstborn when Jack was born around that time, actually right before he was born, the Lord just grabbed my heart. I always loved fitness, and um, i there was so I was always a tomboy, so movement came natural, it was an escape for me in a home that was pretty unstable. Um, so I loved fitness. I fell into it. You know, being very, I love when the Bible says in Acts, how the Lord chooses the times and places that we will be born. And he knows what he's doing with us. And I was born in 1971 so that by 1985, I could take my first aerobics class. Like Jane Fonda, like that yes, whole thing was happening. Yes. Oh my my gosh. mom had and,
0: a Jane Fonda video that yes, we used to work girl. out to
1: <laughs> Oh, absolutely. And it was just fun and I love something would happen or shift for me when I moved my body. And, um, but I didn't know what, how Jesus fit into that. So now, I mean, fast forward many years, I kind of got into the fitness world, but I saw that something was missing. People were, you know, two things would happen. People become obsessive about their bodies or just give up and neglect their bodies. So it's a very swinging pendulum. And I thought, man, there has to be a way through this. And then Jesus meets me and my life and my brokenness. And shows me the bigger picture. So fast forward a few years, I just did a real big pivot and left my my world of fitness. Well, I still love fitness. I just said I'm going to do it for the glory of God. We're going to reframe this inside of God's the, the scriptures and what our bodies are for, and and confront pain and adversity and our life things that our body carries around with us. And so Revelation Wellness was born. In Revelation Wellness in 2011 we became a nonprofit. Um, and we use all things fitness, wellness, anything that's out there having a conversation about our bodies and what we should do. Or you know, I mean, longevity and vitality is a big issue. I mean, the wellness industry is a trillion-dollar industry. And it just keeps growing because everyone wants to sustain their life or have the beauty, right? Nobody wants to decay, and so we're trying to do all the things and. Um, I think those are great conversations to have. But Jesus, just, what, do we, what do we want to pro, like length of our life for? It always comes down to. We're all numbered. Days are numbered. So Revelation Wellness uses everything to spread the gospel. Like that's really the good news, the good news of the gospel. And we don't just talk about it. We actually ask people to come and um, actually in the psychology world, they call it foot-up therapy. It's when you move your body. Um, things start to loosen. They loosen, and we know more and more now with neuroscience and then the body, how connected they are. So um, it really is not about the fitness. We say that all the time. It really isn't about how many calories we count, counting your macro. Like all of that is so small compared to the bigger story of the wholeness, heart, soul, mind, strength that we've been called to love God with, but yet we're, dis- and we're-, we're fractured from it because of sin, and we can heal.
0: And that's what I love so much about you and that I found so unique. Like it literally, I can't even tell you, because I've always loved fitness. And then my yeah. story is I came from um, a lot body image issues, eating disorder. Mm. And so for me, working out was always out of fear, like to in order mm. to stay a certain weight or I binged mm. the night before and ate certain things so I needed to work out. And so the mm. Lord has brought me on a healing journey of fitness. And for me, for so long, it's been... It's for like my mind and my mental health.
1: That's right. Um.
0: But for you, but what you offer is holistic. It's not just yeah. about the calories and the counting or what your your waist size. Um. Mm-hmm. Which man, I feel like that brings so much bondage. But you are holistic and like it's about the mind and the soul yes. and yes. all the emotions and how we find freedom yes. in moving yes. our body. Um. Yes. So let's go in and talk about that. How okay. Can you, because you are so incredibly smart. <laughs> so, I break am it. so
1: I am like the most un-extraordinary, un, un, uneducated person who is just like, I'm fascinated. So <laughs> I, I teach myself. I, I ask the Lord to teach me. Okay. So break it down for laymen, people like
0: me. Can you talk about how, you talk a lot about the mind and how it, yeah, it's do. important how the mind and body work together. Um, And I think we're coming out of this in the Christian culture, but so much of our philosophy, I feel like, has been um, secular versus sacred or like the body versus spiritual. And it's like, it's all one. So can you talk to us about why the mind and the body go together and Uh how to manage our mind to have a healthy life?
1: Okay. So I'm pulling out my model. Look at this. It's visuals.
0: Oh, <laughs> we got to do You guys have to watch the video on this one.
1: Yeah, now you have to watch the video. So this is my my model of the brain. I call her Betty, Betty the brain. Uh, and we all have one of these. Now, the crazy thing, it was one of the early things when you were formed in your mother's womb, your brain to, and this sounds kind of crazy, brain to anus, that that line of like what would be your spinal cord is one of the first things to develop. And not a full brain, but you get like this early limbic part of your brain, so the stem side of the brain starts to to form. We know that our brain is not fully developed and available until we're in our mid-20s. So just from a biology sense of how God designed our bodies, it's not fully there. I think this is why we can say, hey, teach them the way they should go. And when they're older and they can reason up in the prefrontal medial cortex and the lobes close and they have a full functioning brain and hopefully grew up in an environment That allowed them to have questions and do things so that their brain could develop the best they can. That then they will, they'll choose the path of, of righteousness. But we have a brain and then we have a body. The brain job is literally to say, as you wish. It's the, it's the car. It's the vehicle. My car won't go anywhere unless I get in the driver's seat. The mind is the driver's seat. Mind is not brain brain is brain and brain helps function the body. So when you are little, when a baby cries or is cold, they recoil, they have a reaction. They have a feeling that's being felt in their brain and their limbic system. And so the body does a recoil. The body does what it's going to do. It's just there. It's a design. It's a seatbelt design of the Lord to help us stay safe and to protect. Uh, but we, the mind, then as we grow older, starts to framework what we think and feel and experience about all of our life. So the mind is what needs to be renewed, and then the brain gets renewed, and we can cut off some of those pathways we have, whether it's poor body image, poor relationship to food, um, however we think about our physical experience of life can change. And then the body it's like the final frontier. The body then can be freed up to not have to react in anxiety, depression, or all the, the um, symptoms that we have. So the mind, and that's something that science will not agree on they because it gets really spiritual. They go, what is the mind, right? And we go, oh, it's consciousness. It's all these things. Well, we know mind is the place that God has created us for reasoning, for love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. We're to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. We are old creations called to be new creations. New creations need to renew their minds. Romans 12, 2, don't conform to what you've you have lived through stuff. I always say there's reality and then there's truth. What you experienced is real. Whatever adversity, if you grew up in a home where there was shame about your body or not a healthy relationship or conversation about your feelings or whatever, then that's conformed you to something. But we can be transformed. And the body, we know so much more now. You know how like people say, I just feel it in my gut? You don't know why, but you feel it. You can feel I'm anxious, I'm nervous, I don't know what that is. Um, our cell, our memories hold into our bodies and our cells. And part of this is why we can't sit around and just talk about the gospel. I mean, we can. It's good. But I go, we gotta activate on it. We have to press into it. We have to do scary things. And the best way we know, if you have anxiety or depression, which is really kind of the spectrum of a mental health, right? One is feeling very hopeless and one feels very agitated and anxious, they're gonna prescribe exercise. One hundred percent. They're always going to say, "If you just go move your body, because God designed us that when we move our body, chemicals and neurotransmitters get like moved into us, that then we can separate some of these thought processes. We have some neural pathways. Like I think of bad thoughts as like these clusters of rotten grapes that we're just we've just they're stuck in almost like twigs, and as we keep feeding those bad thoughts, they just get deeper and deeper. But as we renew our mind, we can break up those thoughts. And then our bodies, our immune systems literally upgrade when we are able to process what we're feeling, thinking. So scripture is not to just be read, it's to be done. <laughs> we we got to do it. And so that's how I feel. What I do is really say, hey, let's take the faith and put it into action. Um, and let's use exercise as a way to prepare our minds as First Peter says, so then prepare your minds for actions. Be sober-minded. Set your hope on the grace that will come to you. And grace is only needed in weakness. So we have to be able to move into our weak places so that we can have the power of God's grace.
0: That's so good. Okay, so, um, oh man, Alisa, I'm also my brain. And how is many firing million and things did I understand. say there? I'm sorry. <laughs> you? No, I'm like I have so many questions now. Um let's go into that a little bit. Um, okay. Okay. Wait, what was I going to, I was thinking, um, shoot, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. I was, um, thinking about being anxious and Mm -hmm. your, your brain and how it goes into different areas, renewing your mind and moving your body. Oh man, I totally lost it. Um, sorry. No, that's okay. It was, you just had so many good nuggets right there. How do we, um, how do we, put on the word of God and Mm -hmm. transform? Like, how do we interact
1: the body with the mind? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question too. So back to my little um, example of the brain, this brain sometimes, hold on. The model falls apart in like nine different pieces. Okay, I'll take this piece. Uh, So I think, first of all, it's just to realize, hey, we have a body and it's not our enemy. It's actually... A really fantastic tool. Oh man, have you been watching The Chosen at all? I haven't, but everyone is raving about it. Okay, I think everyone. I kind of I wasn't for a while. I'm like, I'll get around to it. Oh my gosh, it's doing such a great job at helping us to see the humanity of Jesus. That he was a man. He was God, and they're honoring that in Scripture and everything. But the show itself has more time because usually they're saying how, you know, like a, a, sh- a movie is two hours, so they're trying to get all yeah, the truth in. Right. But this allows like so much time that we can see the humanity of Jesus. And his body was tired, Like he had a body, a body was prepared for him. Isn't that interesting? God did not have to come and put a body on. He chose to consider equality with God, nothing to be grasped. Like he he put himself into the same thing. So everything we've experienced in fear, anxiety, depression. I mean, I mean, think like, did Jesus have like digestive issues some days? I'm sure he did. Like all the things that we experience in, in a broken world, he had a body for. So our bodies are a, a great tool. Um, and one first thing is you don't have to like, whenever people think hear me, they go, Oh gosh, I got to go work out. No, really what you need to first do is just get in your body. Like, Sit down. And when you sit down with no phone, right, that's the other thing. Our phones and technology are disintegrating us from our bodies. We're constantly, bzzz. it's a frenetic energy that we feel we have to have. So it's really important that we put them down and just go outside and sit. Like sit, notice the wind moving in the trees, a bird flying in the air, your the laughter of your child and how it makes you feel like Once upon a time we did this as children, they're really connected to their their bodies, very much so. But we have lost that connection. So just coming into your body is this awareness, the awareness of God's presence, right? Like He's Emmanuel, God with us. We never think that He's with us. Am I with God? Like when people pray, God be with us, I'm like, He already is. Are we with Him? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's choose to be with Him. So whenever I sit, be still and know, right, whenever I'm calm and can just sit and sense His presence, I think that's a really key thing because, yes, know Scripture. I want to know Scripture, but Scripture is meant to lead me to Him, right, to the living Word, to the living God. And when I can sit down, I'm getting into my body, all these different um Pathways are open up in my brain because of my parasympathetic nervous system, which is my rest and digest system turns on. We, our body has a gas pedal and a brake pedal. Our parasympathetic just makes lets us rest. It's not the same as sleep. Sleeping is like you're recovering. <laughs> but rest has this, it gives me space. So I think a lot of people need to breathe more, find holy moments. I always say for young moms – there's a reason it's called, it's not called the work room. It's called the restroom. So rest. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> take a minute to just sit down, even if it is that, but rest. Like breathe. Don't be on your phone. Like take a minute. It's a really holy act to just be like, God, I'm here and I love you and thank you for being with me. Don't, don't, don't you feel like, Alyssa, I want my day to be ongoing conversation with the Lord. A
0: thousand percent. And And it,
1: I can't. Yeah, keep going. I would say it
0: can be hard because it's like life gets busy. I do feel like the phone is a
1: number one Mm -hmm. distraction where you just
0: feel the buzz. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. But
0: even with being a young mom and having other people needing you or working and having emails or whatever, it can be really hard. It's not as easy as back when we were in high school or whatever to just take that time and Be and even as you're talking, I'm like starting to breathe. I'm like, oh yeah,
1: let me just breathe for a little bit. You know, (laughs) let it be so, Lord. Let it be so. Yeah, we now receive more information in one day than someone who did their entire life living in the Middle Ages.
0: Mm, They had a lot more time.
1: Now there's a lot more disease. Everyone, we've you know we're living in a lot of blessing, but we've lost the art of just being being still like being in our skin. So that's really important because the rest and digest, I think before you start moving your body and doing all the things, f- start from rest. Even the Lord, what was our first day in the garden with him? Rest. Then we'll get to work. Get, right? We were created and then we rested. We work from rest. So making sure, you, even not going to bed early, things like that, whatever you can do to cultivate some rest. And then when you're ready... To move, here's the cool thing talked about the rest and digest system is just when you can breathe and be still. And then there's the, paras- the sympathetic nervous system, which is the, the this, this, you need that for stress. If you're in danger, you want to get out, you want to be able to respond to whatever stimuli your body needs to respond to. Um, when we exercise, when you go for a walk, and this just means get your blood flow up 30 minutes doesn't have to be, you don't have to hit it hard, just get blood flow up. When we do that, our brain here in this area is called the limbic area of our brain, the early part of our brain. Remember, a lot of stuff happened here in our youth. We were told stuff. We were publicly shamed, humiliated. Whatever it was happened down here, and then later we're trying to figure it out, how to reason with that. But in here is something called the hippocampus, and it's the one of two places in our brain that creates um, new brain cells, um new brain cells, and the the job of the hippocampus is to help you learn new things and memory, so learning so when we move our body and we reflect and think about the things we're to know of God, like even, that's why I do our podcast, revving the word, we give people the word or Rev well TV we come back to the word, put the word, so when you're like creating new brain cells and your body's moving. New brain cells need good information. Give them new information. Don't give them, come on, let's burn off that cookie from yesterday. Or, you know, like all the weird body shame conversation or diet culture conversation. We have to stop that. We need to come here, renew our minds. We literally, when we move our bodies, have an open doorway to renew our mind, break off some of those old twigs and like briars of the, the, the grapes that have been rotting and then create new neural pathways, new clusters of brain cells that become neural pathways that we can travel, um so that movement is like part of who God is, right? God is love, love is a verb it, god's intention is to move, not let's just sit and look at how beautiful life is like we're we're moving towards something, and yeah when we, when you move your body and hear truth and 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 think about it, a lot of people go to the gym to escape their life right or or try to take control of their diet to, to deal with their pain or whatever, like take control, it, 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 nothing happens there. Nothing new happens. actually, okay, I'm going to release, and I'm going to think about the things of God, and, and that does a renewal process, and it makes it real for you than just ideas that you thought about while you sat in an air-conditioned room and listened to a pastor teach.
0: Yes. Wow. Wow. Um, so I have to ask: Do you think that we can be fully transformed or have
1: full healing, um, without moving? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I mean, there are people who can't move their bodies, and I think yes, right? What God's no respecter of anything; the Holy Spirit can do anything. But I think um, I don't think we can renew ourselves without our minds being in agreement with God. Um, like because our but our um what we believe what we believe our beliefs hundred percent affect our biology. Yeah. So I there's so much stuff out there it's crazy and it, you hear about this in the new age world which it makes me a little nutty because I'm like that's like that's God has talked about that where people will um, have had like severe back pain or something or like a complete injury where they couldn't walk. And they, um, this guy, and this is a, a documented story, you can read about him, his name is Joe Dispenza, he's a doctor, um, and he broke his back, could not move, they were going to do all these plates to make him solid, but he, he knew, he said, give me time, and he laid in his hospital bed, and every day, he felt terrible pain, but in every day, he would see him's, his, his spine rebuilding itself. And every day, and he would start from scratch. If someone walked in and distracted him, he would start over. If the thought of him being in a wheelchair showed up, he would start over. And he visualized, like just rebuilt, literally convinced, again, beliefs. He was believing my body he's going to heal my body. And he eventually got out of the bedwalk, never had the surgery. Now wow. he has a whole thing. And now he doesn't even know Jesus. Right. And, he, and now he goes out and he does this whole belief and manifest. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, the Lord made us for that. We partner the renewing of our mind. We can change how we experience our, our own reality of life, how we interpret the world around us. Um, which is why I'm big about joy because joy is not the absence of adversity. It's the presence of God's certainty. I'm certain that God is at work Mm -hmm. and that shifts us.
0: Mm -hmm. So let's go into talking about joy. That was one of the questions Mm -hmm. I had for you. Um, I've been, I mean, satisfied. My book is about finding contentment and joy and hope right where you are. And so I've been thinking so much about joy lately. I recently did a word study on it and so many of the verses are just like always on my mind. Um, but we recently got a hangout and you led a workout.
1: Mm-hmm. And it was
0: so cool because the Lord had really been putting First Corinthians 12 on my heart about yeah. um, you know, how we get to run this race and to not be weary and endure and all of that. But the last sentence was, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. And I just, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't focus on that part. I was focusing on the part above it. And I didn't quite fully understand that. And then during our workout, you Mm. kept saying over and over that you said that verse for the joy set before him, he endured the cross and you kept saying, you are the joy, you are the joy that endured the cross and it was like mind blowing. (laughs) And so, um, and you are one of the most joy filled persons I know. And we were recently just talking about how you've been learning so much about joy. Mm. So tell us about joy. How can we have joy? Um, with who God has created us to be in our bodies and in our seasons, mm. and um, as women, like, how can we have the joy of the Lord and not just talk about it, but like really live it out?
1: Okay, I want to hit just for a moment on we're talking about the mind, we're talking about how we framework our life, how we see our life. Do I see? God working against me or is God for me, even in my adversity? That even goes for our body image, how we see our body. Um, we can't trust what we think we see in the mirror. We know for a fact that body image is, um, it's, it's, hold on, I wrote something down. Let me, let me read this to you in fr- terms of that, because then I want to get to joy because we get so frustrated and we feel like, why, why is something not changing, and we we don't have the joy for it how um body image has more to do with how our brains interpret what it sees, and our brains get it wrong more often than they get it right, which is and enter anything whatever my marriage I'm interpreting this the wrong way. I'm looking through the wrong lens um and they actually did a study about pain, like there's a book called the the brain's way of healing. Hold on. Let me see. I really should just keep my glasses on. I look a lot (laughs) younger without my glasses. So I like to take them off. They're so cute. You look so about body image, (laughs) but I can't see anything. So you're going to get my glasses. Um, The book is that this is coming from, oh gosh, I lost it. I don't know. Uh, The Pain, The Brain's Way of Healing, I think it's called. The Brain's Way of Healing. And it talks about pain. That the area of our body, the areas of our brain that interpret pain, also deal with visually how we see stuff. So this can be pain of any kind—body pain, emotional pain. It's it all comes how we see stuff because the the brain just again, as you wish. Oh, you see stuff. I hear that. I feel that is pain, and so they did a study of what we see. Again, what we see. We connect to our pain. And they did a study, and I talked to you about this a little bit when we were in the pool, that they took these um, 24 people with osteoarthritis, meaning they had finger pain a lot. They had a lot of pain in their hands. And they put their hands into a boxed mirror, right? So they're looking, and they're, they're looking at their – you put their hand in the mirror or into this box that's mirrored, and as they look at their hand, they start pulling on the fingers, and it's one of those fun mirrors. And as you pull on it, their fingers would look whoop, like a circus mirror or whatever, funhouse house mirror, would get longer. And every person who pulled on the fingers and it got longer said they felt um, a relief. 85% of them said they felt their pain go down at least 50% because they were just pulling on their, because of what they saw. They were seeing, oh, that makes me feel better. Friends, this is what's so important. This body is we're distracted, we're looking at what we can see instead of like Stephen. Look, set your eyes on Christ. Christ, then we do that, that shifts our perspective, that puts this perspective in a whole different place. Which is literally that's what helps us up, up regulate our immune system. I am not, I must remember who Christ is. So, that is. The joy, we have to remember the joy of the cross, the joy that God paid it all. By his wounds, we are healed. Not then, now. He paid it all. So um, Hebrews 12, 1 through 2 that you're talking about says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking where? Where? looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. And yeah, this is what I said. I remember asking, what is the joy set before you? And he said, Elisa, you free. You free from slavery, idolatry to come and worship me. I made a way. I That was the joy. I knew I had to go to the cross. I knew what I was going to get. The reward that would be on the other side That's a joy. That joy is not happiness, everyone. Joy is not, I feel really great today. It has nothing to do. My friend Heather said, joy is not a feeling. It is a fruit of the spirit. Joy is a fruit. Love, joy. It's actually second to love. Love, joy. And a Christian, a follower of Christ who loves God without joy, we got to get before the Lord. (laughs) We got to get before the Lord because it's actually not appealing for anyone. Nobody wants a, a, a Christian who doesn't have joy. And I just say, Elisa, Elisa Bethke, you're one of the most joyful people. I truly believe that. And I think we all would ring the bell right now. It's true. But I also know Elisa Bethke, it's a real life struggle. Like it's just not like the Lord gave Alyssa an extra powder sprinkling of joy. You have to cultivate it. And what do we look at in our life? That's why we cannot put stock into what we see. Now it's important back to the body how you're feeling matters. How you, are you sleeping? Do you have a lot of energy? Do you have energies high, low? Like because the Lord looks at the heart, man looks at the outward appearance. So we have to go. How is my inner world conveying and connecting itself to my outer world? Because if they're connected and integrated and whole, I'm gonna, I'm ready for this day. I, I, I'm actually gonna be an ambassador of reconciliation today, then surviving.
0: Mm. How would you say you personally um, do that, (laughs) that you personally Mm. don't just survive, but that you are an ambassador of reconciliation? How do you wake up every day? Mm Because you do, you wake up every day. And I love even just your framework of what you say. You've been posting a lot every night, like, Tomorrow I get to, Mm -hmm. Um, and then you write a list of what you get to do. And Mm -hmm. I've been saying that to myself every day the last month, like I get to do this. It's not, I have to do this. Um, And I feel like even that is so, such a mind shift, but how do you um, show up for your reality and have joy and Mm -hmm. are an ambassador of reconciliation and not just surviving? Because the reality is life is difficult, you know, like, God said there was going to be suffering. It was going to be hard, right. and we all know that. Every listener listening right now, that's right. there is stuff going on in our homes, yeah. in our hearts, in our bodies. Um, that's just the reality of living in the yeah. not yet. So, how do we then put on yeah. joy and
1: go out and be an ambassador of it? So glad you asked. Um, this is, this is my thing. that I am work, talk about working out our salvation. This is what I work it out because I want congruency. I. I grew up in a home that it was just religion or it was a label, and I didn't see any fruit. And it actually made me turn away from the Lord for quite a bit. It actually caused quite a hard life for me to live and things that God is now in the process of redeeming so much because now I'm His and I see it. Um, And so to have the congruency of realizing if I'm a woman of faith but I'm walking in fear— they don't, that doesn't work. Um, if I'm a woman of faith, but I feel like I have to perform something, I know, I know that because that's the elder brother, that's religion, that's works. It doesn't work. It's exhausting. Um, so for me, um, I mean, I still have in this world, you will have trouble. Take heart, Jesus says. So how do we take heart? And here's how that works out for me. Uh, first of all, I have to be very aware of what's going on with me. Have to be able to, everyone. Like, this is huge. Do your work. Don't make it about your husband. Don't make it about that's like all the pointing that we do, the planks and we see in other people's eyes or the the specs. Um, Do our own work. So, here's what doing our own work looks like. You first have, you cannot change what you're not aware of, right? And you can't make a change in yourself if you're not aware. I'm really bitter. I'm I am, I'm afraid. And those all come back to the cues of our body too. This is why the practice of awareness is in that practice of being able to be still, be aware of the sky and the tree. Like that's why our phones are not going to help us to be aware of ourselves. They distract us from ourselves. That's why people get anxious when they don't have, they're sitting there and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm bored. What am I going to do? I'm anxious. That's actually really, really good. When you feel agitated because you're anxious because you have nothing to do, you actually, that's awareness now. You can practice more space for yourself. So I have to be aware. That's why I have a practice of awareness of just being sitting that. And then um I have to not become condemning of myself or another and become more curious. Why do I feel this way? Really good trigger for me or a big trigger is my kids, right? I can you can get me to just fear like crazy about my kids. Because I have my own story where I was neglected in ways, and I had, had challenges, and I didn't have anyone to walk with me, so I like go into high alert, and I'm going to save it, and I'm going to keep them from these pitfalls. And it's, it's idolatry. It's me trying to save them. It's too heavy. It, it, uh, the Gloria Copeland quote, I say it all the time. Um, I've told this at the retreat. Fear for our children is the beginning of their destruction. Fear for our children is you cannot parent from fear. You cannot move your body from fear. You cannot do eat from fear. Anything we do on fear is building our house on sand. It will be destroyed. Uh, but if we build on love, right, build on love, perfect love, God casts out fear. That is what God is about doing. That's why Jesus loves the hell out of me. He pushes out of me. But he's first to show me, hey, That's not my kingdom. That's hell. Fear has everything to do operating in fear, not being afraid, but operating from fear is an agreement with the wrong entity. So I have to um, become more curious, not condemning of myself, be kind with it. And then I have to observe like, what am I wanting? What am I, what, what am I trying to get from someone that they can't give me? It's, What do I need from the Lord? What do I need here, Lord? And then I always um, transform it into okay, this is what God's asking me to think. This is what He's asking me to do. And this is where it's faith. I don't have to feel it. This is where joy. I don't have to feel it. I have to be certain that God is God of my kids' life. I'm here to, especially now they're older, I'm more of a sounding board than I am a. A um, foghorn, <laughs> right? I, I just need to be listening more than shouting and trying to direct or get them into keep them safe. So I, I hope that makes sense. I actually talk about this quite a bit, I'm writing my next book about it. But that when we are angry um, or we feel agitated in that way, we have to first soften, we have to become more open, like be curious about the thing, we have to acknowledge what we're feeling. And then we can, uh, what, am, what am I needing? Because angry people are controlling people. They want to grab something. They're trying to bully and control. Um, and the same thing goes on the other extreme is when I'm sad or I feel depressed, um, then I need to, uh, I always say, if you're scared, build a boat like, like Moses. Build a boat. Or not Moses, Noah. Build a boat. Breathe observe what you're feeling, acknowledge your feelings, and transform it. When you feel hopeless or depressed, you have to transform that thought. What did God say? What do I need to take hope in Him? And that is literally how I play out my entire life. There's other little practices I do, but it all starts with being aware of, I'm feeling, enter, acknowledge it, give it. I always say, don't be rude to your feelings. They're there to serve you. If you try to shut them up, they're not going to go away. They'll, they'll get louder and sideways acting out. And remember what Christ has said. That's where I'm either going to live by my feelings or I'm going to have to now step into faith. And it'll feel weird. That's where joy goes, okay, I am certain that God hears. That's when I go read the Bible. I will say scriptures back out loud to the Lord about my children, about generations, and you have <laughs> promised, right? I just, yes. I'm a crazy woman. I walk around and I'm like, Nope, that's what my father said. So that's what I'm going to say.
0: I love that. Um, How do you, for someone who maybe has had um, a dialogue in their head that has been more shame-based or not Mm -hmm. kind to Mm themselves, is there one thing that you would say to them of how to be soft, of how to give Mm -hmm. grace to themselves in order to Mm -hmm. work through their feelings so that they can be aware and not live in that? Shame and so mm-hmm. that they can go out in joy.
1: hmm Yeah, that's good. I would say looking at ourselves gets us nowhere. <laughs> um, seeing how hard we are on ourselves or um noticing that we're hard on ourselves, we need we need a, a vision of Christ. Like we need, that's why I loving the series The Chosen, because they're showing a picture of a face of his laughter and his tender and his weakness. Like I need to see Christ's face. If I see him, I see me. And this, a friend of mine came over the other day, and she's like, I'm not as creative as you, Elisa. Like, you are imaginative, and you can kind of create and see Christ. And she says, I have a hard time with that. And I said, well, then maybe just think about, because she's very logical. I go, think about the things that you know you're getting wrong, because she'll know. Like, I'm not parenting well. I'm short, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, fix your eyes on Jesus and see the joy of him before you. And she's like, I can't do that. I said, well, then if you know the things you're doing wrong, just start logistically thinking what would it look like? What does the opposite look like? Like you can do that, Jess. Like you know, happy or bad, like feeling sad, you'd feel glad. And then start to see Christ as that for you. See him coming to you. Um, We get a big part going back to pain that we have It needs a vision, right? The areas of our brain that are connected to pain are also they're based on what we see. Back to the finger thing, we if we see it differently, we feel better. So we need to see Christ, not us. No one needs to see ourselves skinnier, whatever it is. Like see Christ, and He is kind. It is His kindness that leads us to repentance. His face is not shaming. His face is, He's not folding His arm, tapping His toes, going, "Gosh, when are you going to get this?" like he, he, he knows why you don't get it. He knows why your brain backfires and has created this protective network to keep you safe. But that's why I, I, we're big on our podcast of doing be still and be loves where we help people come back into their body, reframe their pain, their, their hurt, their whatever in light of God's word and give them a vision for that word And it's a whole new processing of information. Uh, Back to when I said we now live in a time where we receive more information in one day than a person did in their entire life. We are not perishing as God's people for lack of biblical information. We're not. In the modern world, we got plenty. I got apps. I got things for that. We are not perishing for lack of information. We are perishing from lack of intimacy. Intimacy like really coming to the Lord and going, I hurt. Okay, I've read you. I have your word. That's why I march around my house and I'm like saying the words, but I'm talking to him. I am making my life unceasing prayer as much as I can. And that's joy. To me, that's just where else are you going to go? Yeah. There's certainty that he's here. Mm.
0: I love that so much, Lisa. And I, I wrote that. I um, I think Tim Keller had quoted Elizabeth Elliot and just what you had mm. said about – um that joy is not the absence of pain. I'm going to get this quote wrong uh, or conflict or whatever it was, but it's the presence Mm -hmm. of God. And I feel like Mm -hmm. just what you shared right there is gave us such a practical picture of how to be present with God throughout Mm -hmm. our days and in our body and to hear Mm -hmm. him. And, um, and I love that the Lord wants to be intimate with us. He wants us Mm -hmm. to like, he gave us bodies to inform us of what's going on so that we can yes. be drawn towards Him and yes. um, have that yes. intimacy. And I just, even as you were saying, sharing that, about like walking around your house and like speaking out truth, like I want to cry because it's like I deeply long for that. Like I yeah. want to just be talking to Him all the time, declaring His yeah, truth. And it is, it, this world, it feels like it is a battle. Like we have to be declaring truth knowing God's word, getting water from the well, Mm. um, in
1: order to live well, you know? And that's, that's satisfied. Satisfied is a a well, man or woman knows they are satisfied in the Lord. I don't, I'm not, you know, whether hungry, don't you love, I want to get to the place like Paul in prison could say, well-fed, hungry, buffeted, found whatever, I've learned to be content in all things. And that makes me cry because I I just think and that's available to us. It's available to us. And I'm I think we're just so creatures of comfort. And so we reach for the phone. We do the thing. We call the friend instead of talking to the Lord. Like there's we, we're, we're inundated Back to the information, and we don't process this information. We need to process the knowledge with the Lord. We don't need more information. In intimacy, I'm processing with Him, my my feelings. He's listening, and then He's guiding me into the ways of the Word. Like the Spirit will not conflict with God's Word, right? Whatever I'm sensing, He's saying the Word will back it up. Um, But we need we need the the time of Spirit and truth. And we've got plenty of truth. I know a lot of things have been written about the truth, but I need his spirit to come and tell me who I am in light of the truth of his word.
0: Right. And I feel like the spirit makes it fun. <laughs> you know, like it's not just like the the rhetoric or the memorizing the Bible verse, but the spirit is when it becomes fresh and when it's like alive oh, yes. in us and it's like, he's available to He's in us. He's available to us uh, at all time. And so, yeah. Yep.
1: Yep, and that's what the Holy Spirit is the verb of God. He's the doing, he's the ING of God. The active force of God is the Holy Spirit, which is why we hang out a lot because I move my body a lot and I sit yeah. away. Like <laughs> we're always doing something. I was back to when I was a, a tomboy climbing trees. I, it was the Lord wooing me at a young age to say, come be with me.
0: Yeah. Oh man. Alisa, thank you. This has been just so rich and i wish we had so much longer to go further um but hey for people that want to follow up with you can you tell us where to find you um where yeah. to read your book all the things so that they can keep following you
1: when is this podcast coming out just a question
0: um it'll come out sometime in may i'll let you know oh, great. the exact date okay yeah. so here's the
1: good, good news so you can find all the things um about The big mission ministry revelation wellness at revelationwellness.org. Um, and as of now, we have RevWell TV is free. Like anyone can just go to that website, move with me, and all these other amazing fitness teacher, gospel preachers who will help. Bring scripture into your body and into your mind, and renew your mind. Literally, create a, a renewed neuroplastic new mind. So go there and just give us your email address. You can get for free or seven days um, of a what we call of a, a detox. You can do that too. There's all kinds of free things over there. Um, and yeah, that's the big place they can find me. Then I'm over personally over on Instagram doing random things at Elisa <laughs> Keaton. <laughs> And you have a book,
0: um, Revelation Wellness. Jeez. Is that I, It's the a title? book called it's
1: the Wellness Revelation. Okay, Flip the right, title right. of the ministry. Yeah, I know. The Wellness Revelation. Yep, yeah, you can get that on Amazon. That's a great resource for someone who's like, I need to walk through this, getting back into my body and looking at my get to, reframing my body inside of what God says I am and who I am. Yep.
0: Yeah. So good. Oh, thanks so much for being on today, Lisa. That was such a treat.
1: Thank you. Every time I get any time with you is like heaven. Heaven on earth. Same. Same. Love you. you. Thank you.
0: Hey guys, thank you for being here today. Thank you for listening. This episode was so good. Each one of these series is just gold. I love what everyone brings to the table, what they share. I was so encouraged by them and I hope you are too satisfied is out i cannot believe it it is so fun seeing you guys post about it and talk about it if you guys have a copy take pictures tag me in it tell me what you love about it it is just such a joy to have it finally out in the wild for you guys to read if you haven't ordered the book yet make sure you go anywhere books are sold satisfiedbook.com if you make any of the recipes tag me make a pie i want to see what you're making thank you for coming along on this journey with me